Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a monster truck driver to deliver pizza. And the neighbors are going wild. You can hear that engine from a mile away, Fran. And he's foregoing the driveway and heading right up the lawn and over the azaleas. What a power move. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. With six-foot tires and a roll cage, this pizza guy could quite literally crush the competition. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Ah, welcome everybody. Brand new episode. Tangents, Toby. That's me. Uh, I do have to say one thing. Two things, actually, before I get into the show. One, my van is sitting at 451,621 kilometers. It's pretty damn good. Second, Ford Broncos. Oh my god, are they sexy as hell? <clears throat> Black cherry red or like the dark cherry? Oh, goddamn. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Alright, so th- today's episode, it's gonna be a story time. I figure it's been a while since I did one. In the last couple episodes, they didn't fare too well with the audience. So today. No Hoyman, no Dale, no Ernie, nothing like that. Today we're going to talk about Grandpa. And the definition of Grandpa, get it out of your head because it's not even close to what you're thinking. All right, so Hoyman and I have a fr- or had a friend, his name was James, and we'd call him Grandpa. One of the reasons is because he was quiet when he drove his truck you know he never went all berserk and did whatever he was just a younger quieter it was almost like a version of me but a lot more smarter a lot more shorter and oh god damn it and a lot more money <laughs> That's the best way I would describe it. He had so many toys. His truck, it was like a GMC. It was the last year that they did the Chevy uh, Step Box. I think that's what it is. Step up? Step Box? I don't know. Where it was an actual, like, you can tell the body, the steps, everything. Like, it was the classic. It was jacked up. Pipes. Uh, tires. When he drove that truck, he putted. Like, he did 40 kilometers an hour everywhere he went on in town. When he was on the highway, it was like 100. Like, he drove like a grandpa. But when he got up and going on his skidoo or motorbike, way different attitude, everything. He was balls to the wall, 100 miles an hour on a short little strip. Let's crack it open. Let's get the RPM at like eight grand type of kind of guy. When he's drinking, sat in his corner, had his beard, didn't do anything. Seen a hot girl in front of him, turns beet red, 
did absolutely nothing. Grandpa. Anywho. So I got a few stories about him. He's one of those characters that you absolutely never understood. But once you understood him, you loved his personality. It was just absolutely insane. Like, <laughs> it was he was a great friend to have. Then with Hoyman and I call him Grandpa, he just got a kick out of it. There'll be times where he'll be drinking and Hoyman looks over as he's off in the corner with his beer. And he goes, Grandpa, go nuts! So, James, he puts his hand out like he has his hand on a girl's backside. Then Jess starts pretending to slap it. And he's just going. He gets to the point where snot comes out of his nose because he's getting into it. Like, <laughs> it was one of the most hilarious things. Hoyman and I just started laughing. It's like, go, yeah, go, Grandpa. Get her, get her, get her. <laughs> and Grandpa just, it was just, it was great. Like, never a dull day. The... One night, Grandpa had a party. Hoyman and I were just, you know, partying. Or, we're at his house playing video games. Somebody comes over and goes, Are you going to James' house? It's like, No, why? He's having a huge party. Oh, let's go pop in. So we go, and this place is packed. It's like, James, what are you doing? Oh, we're moving in a month. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, we're moving into a totally different place. So we're just having a party. Oh, okay. So we stayed around till about maybe one o'clock. We go back to Hoyman's house, play about another hour of video games. I go home, Hoyman goes to bed. I go to work. Next day, I come back over to Hoyman's house, playing video games again. Grandpa comes over. It's like, so Grandpa, how was the party? I woke up to a broken coffee table. What? My dad's going to kill me. The coffee table's broken. What do you mean it's broken? Like, broken, broken? Yeah, the glass is shattered. It's like, okay, that's nothing bad. And it was broken half. Uh, that doesn't make sense. So he basically explained, when he went to bed, everything was fine. He woke up, walked in the living room, and just basically summed it up what it looked like. It looked like a WWE table when somebody gets power bombed through it. And James, he says, there was no blood, anything anywhere. He had no marks on him. He even lifted up the back of his shirt, front of his shirt, everything. Everything looked normal on him. So I don't know if he ever found out. But as far as I know, as today stands, he doesn't know what happened. And maybe that was the best knowledge of not actually knowing. I don't know. I just, it was kind of funny just knowing he came over just absolutely shocked beyond shock because his table was broken. He doesn't know how. <laughs> In the early 2000s, my hometown had like two blizzards in a week. 
And I don't mean these little puny things that people are saying, oh, it's a blizzard. I mean, it's colder than minus 20. Visibility was less than a kilometer. The winds were uh, higher than 60 kilometers an hour. Like, it was classified as an actual blizzard. And it was like back to back one week. Like, it was massive. So the first time I was told, go out, you'll have a couple days off, which reality, I wasn't complaining. I was going to be enjoying it, for example. So grandpa's like, what are you doing, man? It's like, oh, nothing really, just you know, vegging out, doing my thing. He goes, you want to go out four by four? And we got uh, Dustin and a bunch of other guys. It's like, yeah, sure. This blizzard was so huge. Uh, Grandpa and Dustin's truck were basically the same year, except Dustin's was regular box and a little bit more aggressive tires. That's basically the only difference between these two trucks. So we're having fun. We're going. We're going through plowing, finding big snow banks. It was still somewhat fluff, somewhat hard, like was in between. We head to the very north part of town and that was always a bad spot. Like the city would consider that to be a no-go zone when any kind of storm blows in. They know that it got so bad they would shut that road down and they actually did. We drove around uh, the closed street sign, and we're going through, going through. The snow banks, they were getting high, like they're one to two feet tall. We're plowing through them, bouncing around. Got to the point where it got really, really bad. So we had to back all the way up, like a block in reverse, both Dustin and Grandpa backing up, went the other way, exact same thing got to the point where we can go any farther. Turn around, go back the other way. And we're bummed through town, going through all these little spots. Out at the old mental hospital, one of the things Wayward was famous for, there was this one path. We were looking, coming in home, thinking, do we go through there? Dustin's like, I'm not going through. I, I go through, I'm stuck. James, you go through, you're stuck. So we turn and looked at this little Chevy Blazer. Like, the kid who had it, like, spray can. That's how, you know, like, cheap or whatever. It it wasn't the best machine. They looked at him and goes, hey, you know something? He goes, what? You, you go. He goes, what? I'm, no, I don't want to go and get stuff. Can your little blazer pull out uh, James or I if we got stuck? Oh, no, you're like twice the size of me. Exactly. And if <coughs> you get stuck, 
then you're going to have James and myself be able to pull you out. And if one of us gets stuck, the other one can pull us out. So he was humming and hawing, and everybody's like, go, 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 go. So he finally did decide, yeah, screw it, I'll do it. Whoa. Nobody was actually expecting that he would go as far as he would. James got as far as he could to go pull him out. Then we had to get out, dig a little bit, just kind of uh, get James lunch a little bit forward so the tow rope would actually fit. And that was even a tight squeeze. Got him out, hooked up, had a little bit of issue backing up, hooked Dustin up with another tow rope, then finally got a little bit of traction and started pulling him out. The stupid part about it was is this kid was more worried about his $5 spray can bomb Canadian Tire Walmart paint special than anything else. Like, he, his vehicle was going off into the deeper snow, into the trees, and he's like, no, no, it's scratching my paint. And everybody's yelling at him, pay attention to the road. Four by fours are meant to get scratched. Dustin, you could hear his pipes going because he had uh, straight exhaust. Grandpa's, his was going straight exhaust. This guy was, instead of going in a straight line, he was sliding into the ditch. Then he was kind of, front end was getting pulled in. Then he'd get pulled out. Then he'd go to the other way. Then he's, this kid's worried about the other side. It's like, oh my God. So they eventually got him out and said, that's it. You're never going in as late. He goes, I don't want my paint to be scratched. Dustin, go paint it. Jesus, and shut up. And we all took off. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the end of the night, that kid went home. He just, he was getting hounded so bad. That was a very unbelievable night. So we did that until the like the roads they were getting bad there was tons of snow everywhere but the problem with that particular night is there was starting to be so much snow that it was starting to get hard for traction and we were having to pull so many people out that were like screw it it's not worth it so James dropped me off at this one, this one place and I spent the night next day I woke up uh, dug the person's car out. Finally did eventually get home. My mom's like, um, you might want to phone work. It's like, why? They need you. It's like, what? So I phoned my supervisor at the time and was like, yeah, uh, you're, you've been calling? They said, yeah, we need you back at work. I know that you're supposed to be on three days, uh, three days off, but we need you. Uh, why? So Anita, she basically says, hotel's packed it's like like how packed she goes every room one night stay packed it's like so what happened yesterday or today no yeah yeah. yes today (laughs) wait for it and she goes it was basically three of us boss's wives went in to do laundry and we just worked we worked like a 12 hour day it's like, God damn. 
and what was it? We had like almost 42 rooms, maybe? No, there's got to be more than that. There was a lot of rooms at the hotel I worked at because he had the old building and the new building. Anyway, so it's like, fine, I'll come in. I go in, and what do you know? It was packed. Like every single room, one stay. The amount of sheets that we went through, the amount of towels, everything. Basically, what happened is with the storm, it was causing power outages throughout the province, and SAS Power rented every single room possible in Weyburn to house these power line technicians. And this went on for about four days. We were putting 12 plus hours a day cleaning rooms. I'm six foot two. Toilets, tubs, beds. My knees were hurting. My back was hurting. Like it was a very tough bunch of days. It was absolutely crazy. Paycheck was nice because we put massive overtime in. But God damn, let me tell you, it was a very absolute insane whiteout pipeline experience. That's all I can say. It, It was very, very interesting. (laughs) this next story never took place exactly around that time frame it was later on but Hoyman Grandpa and I we're out 4x4 and we're having fun met up with Dustin a little bit later that night cruising around bombing through little snowbanks here and there James looks and goes I want to go through this back alley and this back alley you had a fence on one side, you have houses on the other. It was just straight. To the left, you had the fairgrounds. And at this particular spot, you had the racetrack. So you're looking, it's like, okay, you have the racetrack, you have a fence, snow banks, which looks to be absolutely deep and hard, and fences. It's like, James, there's no way you're gonna make, you're gonna get stuck halfway. He goes, no. Uh, yeah. He goes, no, just watch. So, pulls up beside Dustin and goes, tell Hoyman, we're going to be going through that snowbank. Dustin's like, you're not going through that snow. You're going to get stuck, dude. No, I'm going to do it. That's my goal for tonight is to make it through this back alley. All of a sudden, you hear uh, Hoyman from the other side going, ha! It's like, ugh. So I go click on my seatbelt, make sure it's nice and snug. Click, click, click. It's like, all right, let's go. So Grandpa turns around, stops. Okay, if I go forty kilometers an hour, then gun it. I should be able to do it if I put it in this gear. Are you gonna go? He looks at me and goes, "This old Grandpa, I'm gonna make it." (laughs) So he drops it down into neutral, revs it up, kind of teases everybody. I don't know what Dustin and Hoyman thought, but there is me on the passenger side going, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. 
saw grandpa drops on the gas all four tires are spinning it's like ah i hold on to the holy shit handlebars everything like that everything that i could we jump the first snowbank land just plowing grandpa can't see he's laughing this most irritating evil laugh he goes oh windshield wipers would help turns it on swooshes all the snow away finally seeing it we're bombing but we're bouncing it's hurting because i wasn't moving i clicked the seatbelt where it was locked then we got stuck halfway couldn't move so dustin comes in latches on pull us pull us out and it's like oh there you do go you had your fun let's go just no i'm gonna go do it again and i'm gonna make it through i turned looked at grandpa it's like what the hell are you doing I'm going to do this. It's like, no, you're not. You're going to get stuck again. He goes, no. I have a nice path. It's like, no, you don't. He goes, yeah, I do. If you take a look, the path is right there. It's softer. I can get more traction. And I'm going to jump that. Yeah, but you're not going to jump it. Looks at me, smiles, and goes, don't tempt. So... We back up. I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Turns on the wipers. He goes, I learned that from the mistake from the first try. So, both hands on the wheel, hunch forward, looking like an old person driving. Let's do this. Hammers on the gas. Exhaust is just screaming. It's like, oh my God. Thank God this isn't my vehicle. And what do you know? plowing through the snow, snow's flying worse than before. We hit that spot that we got stuck. We didn't jump it like Grandpa said, but we did get a little bit, a little bit of lift momentum. Then as the truck kind of started coming down, it must have gave that little extra weight, hit a little bit of something underneath, and we just kept plowing. Whew. We made it through that whole entire back alley. We made it to the other side. Didn't realize we were close to the street. We seen the street. Grandpa hit the brakes. Jumped over top of the snow edge that was at the end of the back alley that the city created. Swung the back end out. Slid hit the snow ridge, kind of went up it, and Grandpa took off. I looked at him and was like, dude, seriously, you can't kill me. People need me in this world. He goes, are you dead? I was like, oh, no. Goes, then there's nothing to worry about. Worry about, I worry about my life. He goes, oh, you're fine. It's like, yeah, okay, Grandpa. Then we did other things <laughs> that night, which Sometimes a question by grandpa. A very unique individual. I tell you that one. Alright, you guys, that is it for today's episode. I'm gonna have to tell you a little something something before I go. I did have a clothing line brand lined up, created, had a store on the internet, right? Ready to go. They said that my name and my logo both violated their terms and contract or 
terms and conditions, so they deleted it. And when I mean deleted, I mean they deleted it. I don't know why, they never gave me a reason, and I personally don't think they'll ever do it. So I have probably one or two other ones lined up. The ones that I find that are gonna be print quality worth it, then yes, I'm gonna do it. Otherwise, you're gonna get clothing in the near future. Not sure when, but you will. Also, if you check out my Patreon page, that is gonna help out quite a bit. That part, I don't really know on my Patreon page. Uh, Whatever. Just do a search on Patreon. The best part about that is if you don't want to pay for a membership, that's absolutely fine. Hit that follow button. Because what that follow button does is it allows you to follow the page. And anytime that I post anything publicly, you will get an alert via email. Or if you have the app on your phone, it will go straight to your app to give you a little bit of a heads up that I post something. It's a great way to stay in touch. Great way to not miss anything. So I recommend doing that. But it's all up to you. Tangentswithtoby at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And bio.link forward slash tangents for my homepage. For now, until I can renew my domain. But, uh, alright, I'm going to let you guys go. Hopefully have a great, wonderful day. And I will catch you next week with a brand new uh, edition of Tangents with Toby. Peace out, guys.